Are there parts of motherhood that did not come naturally? Do you feel overwhelmed? Are there secrets you wish you knew in advance about the motherhood journey? Could you use a place to cope with motherhood, laugh your woes away, and lighten the mommy guilt? Welcome to Toward, finding a mom-life balance. Welcome back to Torn, finding a mom-life balance. In today's episode, we're going to wrap it up, 2020 Lessons Learned. Memes, I can't believe we're already at our last episode for 2020. We I made it. I definitely feel like I just turned 41, like yesterday. So the fact that my 42nd birthday is around the corner, yes, Torn Tribe, mark it in your calendars, January 5th, it's my birthday, I can't even believe it. How did, <laughs> how did I get one year older sitting in exactly the same spot? um it is quite it is quite hilarious folks that she always correlates the end of the year with her birthday as does it's a national holiday it's a national holiday for you don't know Richardson Ramsey family yes you don't know now you know I'm gracious enough to share it with my grandmother and my nephew but our day is coming. I, I know they reap the benefits of me shouting it everywhere that our birthday's on the way. No one will could possibly make the mistake of gifting us one thing for Christmas and our birthday. I prepare everyone that they are two separate events and that they should be celebrated with just the same pomp and circumstance <laughs> as Christmas and New Year's. <laughs> yes, keep the energy high, folks. Keep the energy high. so as 2020 comes to a close and we often spend this time of the year reflecting uh memes and i just wanted to share some of the things that we observed during this awesome year so the first one which is a big one for me because i'm pretty sure to run drive we've picked up on it the woman that never stops, the go, 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 Energizer Bunny has come to a complete halt. Slow it down. I think that was amplified on so many different levels this year to slow it down. And that not being a negative thing. No, it definitely. actually being good. I think it took everyone out of their comfort zone and we were still kind of waiting for the judgment of slowing down or not um, signing up for more things or being in everything. But we, we had a pass <laughs> as we're in a global pandemic. We, it was out of your hands. And so you had to reevaluate what you were doing through time. And you didn't really have a choice because there weren't as many options and you could legitimately just focus on the task at hand or the people you were with. And I think that was one of the biggest blessings in such a devastating time. Yeah. The slow it down. It was interesting because, you know, the beginning of the year pandemic hits, everything's in lockdown. All the States are doing, you know, every country is doing their own thing. But, and then even here in the United States, every state was doing their own thing. And I think the slow it down didn't really hit me 
until like June, July time frame when the people in my state got a little stir crazy and started socializing again. And my family took the opposite stance, right? Like continue to self-quarantine, continue to be cautious. And I think slow down there meant more to me than when everybody was forced to do it. When everyone was forced to do it, I kind of had the sigh of relief. Like, ah, yes, there is no more baseball. (laughs) There is no more basketball. We can't do soccer. So no one's calling me to do that. And I don't have to rush and get up and do this and pack everyone in the car and rush off. Like it was sort of a breath of relief. But then slow down slowly turned into I'm setting my own boundaries. Like regardless of what the nation declares as necessary, not necessary for my own well-being and for my family's well-being. And because we weren't 100% like recovered from having lives that were so jam-packed, like we literally before the pandemic had one son playing like three different sports in the same week (laughs) and we were running ministries and just our full-time jobs and then getting someone ready to go off to college and like all these things and it was just too much so it was kind of like a blessing to have to be forced to stop but and then once everything started slowly you know loosening up and people started becoming a little um more flexible with their standards of what was safe versus not safe. I felt like it was the first time in my life where I actually felt enough self-confidence, enough empowerment to say no (laughs) and say, actually, no, we are going to miss out on that. You guys were getting together. Great. But we're actually going to stay back and spend time together. So, and I think that's a huge lesson that every now and then we have to taste take stock and figure out what things genuinely are important to us and the not you know because sometimes I balance it with what it feels like I I experience the anxiety of the preparing for something be it my own event attending an event where it feels like is this reluctance just out of whatever anticipation anxiety slash what it takes to make it all in one piece (laughs) to the things that you have to go to. But I think it's important for us to realize that we should probably do this more often. If you want to be living a life that you authentically are waking up, looking forward to the things you're doing the same way you would like take stock if you were in an unfulfilling career or there's an aspect of a relationship or, or something going on that wasn't serving you and didn't bring you joy or seemed, you know, unbalanced or toxic. I feel it's important for us to feel that at empowerment to evaluate and say, I don't think this is something I need to keep on my calendar or as part of my year or my tradition, because it isn't, it isn't what I would, prefer it to be and I don't know that we always feel I don't know when that cycle starts if it's as early as like high school to college your obligations your commitments your what you're part of what your circle is part of or what like family gradually gets you into but I think it is a really really essential lesson that we were forced to kind of face like what is it we want to dedicate our time to 
Yeah, so definitely lesson number one, slow it down and really contemplate what it is that you're trying to rush to get back to. <laughs> and <laughs> in our family's sake, it wasn't much. <laughs> we weren't <laughs> rushing to get back to much. But speaking about family, lesson number two, I think, is quality time and really what that means, right? Because to be honest, Horn Tribe, like before pandemic, for work, I was traveling like every other week, like for four days out of that week. And I would settle for the fact that, man, okay, the three days that I'm home or that week following, I'm just going to do everything with my kids that I missed out on the four days I was gone. And I'm going to give them all my attention. But of course, it was jam packed and rushed. And so although it was the best that I could offer at that time, it wasn't necessarily quality, right? So because like a natural overflow of the slowdown was that I actually got to spend time with each of my kids and even with my spouse that was more quality and not rushed and not pressured because time was limited. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I, I think about the things in our really busy day of out of the house early commuting back late that limits to feeling like you're just doing the routine things in the evening like you're having dinner you're prepping for the next day and you're getting the kids to bed at a decent time um so that if not needing to leave at the time we did and having time together it was the little things in the routine that we didn't do so much. Maybe it was prepping something. Maybe it was making something homemade, more crafts. Um, and so it was the board games that maybe only came out on the weekend or organizing and decorating. We had just moved into where we were end of last year and we're still like settling in in March and, taking that time together to like make decisions, build things, um, create a home office that I didn't think I was going to necessarily prioritize space for at home. Um, that all brought together like things we enjoy doing together or like, like routines or traditions that I want the kids to have in the sense of building and doing together, cooking, baking, um, celebrations we we've consistently gotten dinner time together and that's something I don't want us to lose when we go back to you know the hustle and bustle in the city that's always has traffic and <laughs> days are long um, so I I do really really appreciate if, like what is the quality time what are the things we want to be doing what did we learn from each other in doing those things together. Yeah, I completely agree because the quality time now that we get with our family, um, I don't know, for me, it's been so precious because the things that I thought certain, you know, like certain things with my sons, like things that I thought didn't really bother them. I actually got to see why it actually does bother them, like certain struggles that they have that I just didn't see before because of the hustle and bustle and trying to get to every single thing. And also I learned so much about what my sons like identify themselves with. And oh my goodness, it's so interesting because yesterday... <laughs> 
we were trying to have good quality time. But me and my husband are tired of being in the house. And so we're like, you know what? Instead of watching the Christmas light fight on television, we are going to get into the car. Because we found, like, this local newspaper article that, like, told us all the, like, major houses to definitely go see. Because they always light it up during Christmas time. And so we're like, we're getting into the car. We're creating our own Ramsey Christmas light fight. You guys are the judges. And, like, trying to amp it up. And one child almost fell asleep before we even got to the first house. And then the other three are just whining. Why can't we just be sitting on the couch watching this? Why do we have to be in the car? And so what they perceive as quality time is not necessarily what I thought. Like, I always thought they would like to be out and doing something and being active. But really, they just enjoy being home. And (laughs) I was telling my husband, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is scary. Like, these kids really don't see a need (laughs) to leave their house. (laughs) But at the end, we had a really good time looking at the different houses and stuff, but what they interpret as quality time as well. Yeah, but it also tells you what to spend your time planning and collaborating (laughs) on, right? Yeah, don't drag 20 minutes, people. (laughs) It's not uh, Yeah, because seriously, it often take it you read an article you had some research you knew where you were going there was a lot of logistical <laughs> effort and they were perfectly fine seeing those lights which we know the difference of what happens when you have that kind of experience but maybe in a year where so much has been stimulation screens or different things that maybe there's just an appreciation of like this year that that's okay we have other years that we're standing at the thanksgiving day parade or we are uh, you know seeing the tree at rockefeller center or we are you know just out in the cold kind of experiencing everything for this season live and maybe this year we're not and we're okay with that because we're with each other and that is we're still going to have stories and memories and things we joke around about about that so i would definitely say um thinking about that being the the impact like what is the quality time result because it could look different (laughs) i i just know any any time i put in that kind of logistical planning and it's like a bust i'm so upset (laughs) (laughs) i yeah steve and i just looked at each other and chuckled so hard because i was like oh my gosh one child's almost asleep and three are complaining one it was like for you two you know (laughs) it was like to break it up for you two because you're like if i sit on the couch one more time well, I'm, if, like that won't do it this week. Yeah, but. It, it sit on the couch to tell one kid, "Can you please sit down? Can you stop blocking the screen? We cannot see the television through you. You are not made out of glass." But yes, very hilarious um, quality time together. And then another major lesson I think of 2020 that all of us can relate to is. The understanding of work-life balance and yes, the different meaning that has. <laughs> you you can only begin to appreciate it when all boundaries are gone. <laughs> <laughs> what you thought was a crazy balance or lack of balance was only turned up another notch with no boundaries. No one was in the right space. No one was monitored at 
you know, inappropriate times to come and interrupt and ask you for something. And then as I've been saying through all of this, my set, like I salute all the moms and dads to infants anywhere through whatever potty training age is. (laughs) Because if you were on someone else's schedule and attempting to maintain a work schedule, I don't know how you did it. (laughs) <laughs> and I, I tip my hat to you. Um, I can pr- I'll probably share, you know, pull out some of my hairs while you're pulling out your own. <laughs> I, I just don't know because I had a f- four-year-old who was potty trained already, who was pretty mellow, and all those things could have been on the wrong side for this equation. <laughs> and I don't know how I would have made it to the other side. <laughs> Exactly. I I think the main thing that I learned here that I didn't realize about myself until it stopped was how much I actually enjoyed the break in the day to have to go pick up the kids from school. And you you guys have heard me complain about that, like dreading Caroline. But for the first time ever, I was like, oh, man, I actually like listened to a podcast, had mental break from work, <laughs> like that drive and like certain commutes and certain transitions when taken away. I was like, oh, man, that was actually contributing to some balance which previously I used to get so annoyed with the transitions and be like, Oh my gosh, there's such a waste of time. Cause even like the idea of eating, right? Like for me, I'm not a foodie. I hate meals. Like I, to me, they're just interruptions to the day, but because all these transitions were taken away, I've actually been conscious of like stopping to have lunch and not eat while I work all the time or just skip the meal altogether. Like I've been actually more conscious of trying to get that 30 minute hour window where I can actually focus on just sitting and eating and being um, to kind of bring that balance. So, and for me, it's the number of people I interact with in a day, just between, you know, park the car you know if you have to stop in if you grab a cup of coffee if you make it into the building you talk to someone in the office you're on the elevator with someone then I work with students so it's like a different batch we have our regulars but you're you know different contact with a different batch throughout the day and meetings parents emails uh, conversations about opportunities different things that just stimulate and vary every single day because in counseling it's not as routine as a teacher's schedule where I know first period fourth period seventh period I'm doing exactly the same thing there's a lot more variety um missing that just like what it's like to make copies and chit chat about some series it's just different like we try to include all those things while you're virtual and you're on zoom but it's just very different from the organic conversations that just happen with life and changing setting and how you feel connected and I have to say that that's probably the thing I didn't realize that I did enjoy like it's one of those elements of your career choice or like what you do with your time that I don't know that I was so conscious of Mm -hmm. but that I definitely like you know being around different people and seeing 
their take on whatever is happening at the time. You know, if it's like a, a certain focus at school or, or an event coming up or, it's, you know, just all of that live is so different and, and really missing that. Yeah, it totally can understand that, um, which kind of leads us to our next lesson learned is reconnection, right? Like when we are, because we've been slowing down and because we've been forced to have to connect with people in different ways, it's actually opened up doors to reconnect. Um, I know for myself, it actually allowed me to um, start things that I've never done before, like reconnect with the reader I am, right? Like, (laughs) because uh, all the time I was traveling and too disjointed to actually get involved in like a book club and be a consistent member. So I was able to become part of a book club and be a consistent contributor and member um, and reconnect with the reader that I am. Same here. Um, my my girlfriends that are like my college age, because we didn't all go to the exact same college, but a common circle, you know, like extension of each, of other friends started a book club that we meet on Zoom and then I reconnected with an old book club I had that really turned into like a lunching dining club because none of us would read the book. And even reflecting on that and those good <laughs>, laughs that we would, you know, uh, rib each other for not actually reading the books we recommended, but we would make it a whole dining event to get together. Um, we got together to do more like Netflix uh, parties together, streaming movies to to discuss together, but I think uh, Athena's completely right that you made you made the time in a different way with people that you might have felt pressure to even put the invitation out there because it was going to be another thing on the calendar or how many weeks until you could make it happen. And that never feels good, even though your intention and the hope of getting together is the goal. Um, you can sometimes feel like stuck or stressed because calendars don't coincide and so now you have the freedom of like yeah let's do it virtually or you know I think even the fact that I ongoing um connections on FaceTime with Athena who's out of town my mom who's out of town with Sophie make me more and more willing to to keep seeing each other and feeling connected with different circles that way while before it used to feel like oh you did the FaceTime and we would do them often but it was like just for my family I think now that you're on Zoom and you're connecting like I continue to tell my students like this is a part of life like you will probably interview in some way that and this could open up you interviewing someplace far that might not have been willing to like fly you there but now you can interview and then see if there's an opportunity there Um, so I think Definitely breaking down boundaries so that you could reconnect has been a big win. Yeah, it's a, and it's also been amazing to see my sons reconnect with friends that they kind of have lost touch with because their lives got too busy or that friend doesn't go to their school or their friend doesn't play that sport or involved, you know, at their church or anything like that. And so we actually got to reconnect with a, quite a couple of their friends and even cousins, right? Mm-hmm. Like because of Zoom. For sure. <laughs> and you, I was so impressed by <laughs> Sam and his friends playing Uno. Like they would show one 
uh, friend had the deck and would show them their cards but not look at them and then they would say like put down the third one that you have in your hand and like it was it was intense but it was really fun and that's because you know they'll get older and then they'll have a cell phone and they can use an app to do that but I still think that they were very invent you know ingenious to find a way not just to talk and goof around but to also play games that they would love to play together so yeah, I always got to also love the FaceTime calls that my third grader has with his buddy um, from school because my kids are remote. He FaceTimes his friend a lot and there's many, many pictures. It was hilarious because I actually got to talk to his mom the other day. She was like, do you have as many pictures of my son as that I, that I have of yours? I'm like, yes, probably. <laughs> yes hilarious at times. that's my daughter's pastime with her grandmother Lela, <laughs> our mom um, it's taking pictures of her in opportune moments i think she will one day be able to gift her a very funny photo album <laughs> a flip book mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> And I think one of our final like lessons learned um, from 2020 is just uh, different self-realizations. Um, I would say that 2020 has empowered me to say no and not feel guilty or, you know, like a lot of motivational speakers will say, you know, unapologetically say no you know but I've never felt empowered to say no because I'm like if I say no then either that person's feelings are going to get hurt or I'm going to miss out on something and I'm going to get left behind and I'm no longer going to be considered part of the group um which just helped me realize oh my gosh why is this high schooler Athena still even here (laughs) like hello girl (laughs) bye-bye um you know, but just those feelings of wanting to be accepted and belong all came up in 2020. And I realized that it it's not my presence once a week in someone's life that will help me belong, right? It's not me showing up to their event or seeing them on this like scheduled structure basis that will make me feel accepted or belonging to them. It are like the friendships go deeper than that. Um, and so it's been very helpful this year to actually have that highlighted with a couple people in my life that I'm like, Oh wow. Like our friendship and our interactions and like what we mean to each other is not confined to this particular organization or this particular place in time on a weekly basis. So I've, I've realized, Hey, I still struggle with wanting to be accepted and wanting to belong, but I've come to terms with, Hey, it's okay to say no. Yeah. I kudos to that. And I think, I hope that resonates with a lot of people. Mine is on the side of worthiness. I think a lot of times that I have bowed out or not even thrown my hat into the ring and not stepped into the arena um, is wondering what contribution can I make? Is the suggestion I'm going to make too simple? Um, Everyone else already knows that. And I think I've spent a lot of this year in a couple of different mediums feeling really, really confident to just say, 
what I want to say. If it's in writing, if it's um, speaking up in a in a meeting or a space in a group, continuing our podcast, trying to connect with others, and not feeling like we don't along with the podcast, but individually that maybe that I don't have something to add, which is so ironic because I work with kids and I'm constantly telling them (laughs) all the things I need to always tell myself to do the same things, right? Like say yes, um, take a risk. It's okay. Failure is okay. We're going to grow from that. And I think this has been a year where I've really, really been living that, um, you know you'll laugh you'll chuckle in January when I go over my 20 for 20 things and that there's probably only one thing on that list that I actually did but that I (laughs) it didn't make me feel like I didn't fulfill things because I know Mm -hmm. that I did have a jam-packed schedule I know that I did start working out that I was doing lots of writing that I am reading that I'm connecting with people and so in a very um clear way I could really see myself and not say oh because you didn't do all 20 of those things you're not enough and um, that is a really reassuring way to cap off this year yeah that that is awesome and I guess like really now hearing you say that and reflecting on my own like self-realization they both kind of tie to worth right Mm -hmm. like what is worthy of my time Mm-hmm. and what value can I bring? What worth can I bring? Um, and so at Torn Tribe, I'm hoping you guys are learning from this year too, taking time to reflect on it. And then I have to say like, all right, we learned those things to so slow down, spend time together, work-life balance, appreciate what you got, mm-hmm. <laughs> reconnect, and these different self-realizations. So now what do we do with that? What's the so what, right? And I would say, Torn Tribe, like what me and memes have come to realize is the need for quarterly reflections and not allowing outside circumstances to kind of pigeonhole us to have to do those quarterly reflections, um, but actually schedule them ourselves so that way we could become more flexible for sure implement them for your own grace just take the those times to ask yourself is this what i really want to be doing not in an inconsiderate way uh, I'll, re- I'll echo what i said eh, probably circa 2000 sitting in my in a counselor's office in binghamton to another student that thinking of yourself is not selfish you do have to put your mask on first. You do have to be self-preserving. The only way we can give to those we love and show up as our best selves is to take that time and say, like, is this really what I want to be doing? Because whatever you're doing, if you're participating half-heartedly or, you know, we start to resent things and we don't we don't want tough years like this one, uh, good opportunities, great relationships to be soured by just saying yes we we want to show up as our best selves so have grace with yourself torn tribe and now for our men's segment where we share a highlight from the week so memes what's mending you these days so along that theme of like doing the things um I was sharing with everyone how excited I was that I started my holiday shopping and sending things early, um, (laughs) including my partner's birthday gift and 
we baked him a cake on Saturday and we ordered dinner and like the house looked relatively organized after a day of Sophie and me being lazy, um, set the table and Justin's out of town, but hearing from family, setting up the table, cutting the cake, like everything falling into place. And, and that is really all the reinforcement I need from the universe when I know that, um, whenever I stumble and it's like trip, 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 this is not happening. I forgot something. I have to turn around. It doesn't go smooth. It always makes me question. It's like, what in this plan could have let me know that this is probably what I shouldn't be doing with my time right now. (laughs) Everything yesterday went really smoothly. He had a beautiful day. He is very humble and never wants a fuss about, but it was small things just the way he likes them catering to him and making him feel special. And it was great for everybody. Um, we even sent some cake over to his mom and sister and his aunt. And that cake will probably get eaten in its entirety. It was baked perfectly. Sophie did such a great job pouring things in and mixing. And it, it was just a lot of fun. And those things coming together to share and show somebody like, you, you're special to us. We love you. Um, it's your special day. Make my day. So that was really what mended me this week. That is awesome. Another year has gone by. <laughs> Another birthday. Mm-hmm. And smoothly. That's good. Um, I was going to say, kind of along the baking lines, I would say my men was our gingerbread shindig <laughs> that we all did. And we executed pretty nicely through FaceTime. Yeah, or because Google you actually yeah. baked some ninjas that were, yeah. they were great. <laughs> Yeah, I yeah. tell everyone, like, yeah, of course I did three different kits because I didn't bake gingerbread. I just took them out of a box. <laughs> yeah, that, well, to be honest, that wasn't the plan. The plan yeah. wasn't to bake anything. <laughs> the plan was to take out some pre-cut gingerbread cookies, but then when we opened and saw powder, <laughs> we're like, wait a minute, what is this asking us to do? And so I was like, oh, my gosh, we're supposed to be on Google Meet in the next, like, 30 minutes <laughs> up and roll this thing and bake them so we're actually decorating you're really good because i would have been at the same time opening that box of ingredients (laughs) freaking out (laughs) exactly (laughs) like um but no it was just a lot of fun to get our families together um virtually like that and ceo taking it on with the train (laughs) yeah he was in he was in yeah and the just seeing the kids sneaking the sugar just eating the candy. Uh, they were in <laughs> rare form after that. I'm like, you guys are delirious. And um, shout out to the Tamagotchi. <laughs> so, <laughs> and thanks to the Tamagotchi appearance, now I have a eight-year-old begging me for one, even though he cannot pronounce it, nor does he really know what it does, but <laughs> he, he wants, wants one. one. Oh, Yeah, he he's one. like, did you tell Abuelito? Did you tell Abuelito about the Tama what? I'm like, yeah, exactly. That's great. Yeah. So, no, that was my Ben. Just getting us together, um, doing the gingerbread, being and that's silly the thing. through we Google Meet. We could have always done it that way before. I know. Why, did, why haven't we? <laughs> we do birthdays that way. It's so funny how you just pigeonhole things to one setting. And that's that's another little tip, a pro tip from this year's. <laughs> Just take off the blinders <laughs> and you can still get things done. 
So true. Oh my gosh. That is funny that you say that because it's so true. We could have done that many years ago. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe Google Meets and Zoom technology didn't exist. Oh, it would. It definitely wouldn't have. We would have FaceTimed regularly, you know, but now we can add a few more people in. Yeah. So that that was my man. It was a good time getting together, seeing all that stuff. And then I had to laugh because, of course, my boys with their reading the instructions. Well, the box did say these cookies must go within the first 24 hours of them being baked. They don't taste good the next day, according to the instructions. So, yes, all what was oh, it, yeah, 24 sure. cookies. There's such rule followers. Sure. So all 24 cookies were consumed within <laughs> two hours of decorating them. So uh. funny. Yeah. So Tour and Tribe, we want to hear what's mending you these days. We want to hear about your 2020 lessons learned, um, self-reflections, challenging times, and your testimony of 2020. So memes, tell our folks how to stay connected. Please, for the holiday season, share a podcast and recommend to your friends that they tune into the Torn Tribe. We are at Torn MLB on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Please send us emails, tornmlb at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from all of you. Thanks for joining. Choose grace. When you feel torn, choose Choose grace. grace.